On January 7, 1989, a tornado destroyed everything in its path for 15 miles across parts of southern Illinois and Indiana. It was later confirmed to have been a powerful F4. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. Sweet home Chicago, the Windy City, located at the southern tip of Lake Michigan. Chicago, Illinois is a bastion for powerful storms of all seasons. But a tornado in January? This day in weather history. Today when you drive down the roads of Allendale, you will notice its rugged yet quaint properties that make this wee town rather charming. What today you will not see, however, is any evidence of the devastating F4 tornado that all but wiped Allendale off the state map in the year 1989. Even by today's standards, Allendale is small, with a current population of still only around 500. This is a community who still thrives on the energy of how far they have come and how much they have had to overcome since January 7th of 89, this day in weather history. Tornadoes tore through several Illinois, Indiana, and Kentucky towns that day, injuring more than 40 people. But in Allendale, these twisters made short work of a third of the homes and commercial buildings. Allendale is located in Wabash County in the state of Illinois, three miles from the Indiana border and about 130 miles east of St. Louis. The Wabash County Sheriff at the scene, Randy Ground, said, and I quote, Most homes are flattened and businesses are destroyed in that area. The tornadoes ripped through a 100-square-block area, taking down about 35% of the town's 275 buildings, where another half had suffered damage, at least to some extent. As a matter of fact, the only fire department in the community was one of those buildings that was totally destroyed, and the only school in town sustained heavy damage. In the rubble of these structures left behind, emergency workers searched door-to-door to, door to make sure no one was stuck inside and trapped. 39 people, including at least six children, were treated for injuries ranging from cuts and scratches to spinal injuries. And although there were a lot of injuries, there were no early indications of any fatalities. Early indications, very key here. June Lofton was who spoke on behalf of Wabash General Hospital in nearby Mount Carmel. She said, and I quote, We're talking about people who were buried under buildings, major injuries, People's houses were blown away, and with them in them, it's really been quite a disaster. End quote. The actual storm system, which originated in Illinois, looked to have lost some of its strength as it moved northeasterly to southwestern Indiana. Minutes before the tornado struck Allendale, twisters hit in nearby Mill Shoals and Albion. Another tornado hit Indiana, but still Allendale appeared to have been hit the worst after all the surveying had been completed. Also underway at this time, thunderstorms were moving through Missouri, Indiana, and Illinois, producing golf ball-sized hail near Carbondale, Illinois, and near Washington, Indiana. In Vincennes, Indiana, children were spotted crying from inside a car that was parked outside their home. A home that had both its roof and its sides completely ripped away. Their home was finished. And that was just one of at least half a dozen homes damaged along a single road in town. Also in Vincennes, the storm struck Lincoln High School where a junior varsity basketball game was still underway. When it cut power, the game and the rest of that night was over. 
in Kentucky. A tornado touched down in the tiny 7,700-person community of Franklin late that same night, resulting in varying degrees of damage to businesses and homes. A local Ford dealership was practically destroyed, and several apartment buildings were damaged as well. Again, there were no initial reports of injuries or fatalities. The National Weather Service in Louisville, Kentucky, said the tornado was reported about 10.38 p.m. that night, while north in Wisconsin, thick fog covered much of the state, interfering with airport travel in the area. At 6 p.m., visibility was reduced to almost zero at Mitchell International Airport in Milwaukee, prompting some flights to be diverted or delayed, adversely affecting about 80% of the day's normal traffic in its wake. This also included the hometown NBA franchise, the Milwaukee Bucks, who were now stranded in Baltimore as a result of this. But this is a pro basketball team, and they had a very expensive schedule to keep, so they went all planes, trains, and automobiles to try and find their way home. First, they grabbed another plane, which landed in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Then they hopped on a bus to complete the rest of the sojourn home. They were late for the game, but kept the visiting Utah Jazz waiting only an hour. Not bad. By the time the rubble had been cleared in all affected areas and states, the numbers had changed. Now it was concluded eventually that this was an F4 tornado along its flight because it was not initially known to have been that. And it was responsible for injuring dozens within the town of Allendale and killing several more, while it also flattened almost everything it hit. This day in weather history. Tomorrow is January 8th, and we will be going to a beautiful island in the Indian Ocean that, although prone to monsoons, suffered its wettest 24-hour period on record. Because although Reunion Island is known for some of the heaviest rainfalls on Earth already, this one stands atop them all. On this day in weather history, with me, your host, Chris May.